Welcome to another Wednesday edition, uh, Froggy Wednesdays on the Stripe Show podcast. And uh, remember, Stripe Show podcast is brought to you by Encore Golf. Encore, they design high-performance golf balls for players of all skill levels, all swing speeds. So get fitted for your perfect golf ball today at EncoreGolf.com. Just because your buddy plays a golf ball doesn't mean it's going to fit you. The golf ball that you found in the woods doesn't mean that one's going to fit you. So you can can get fitted once again at EncoreGolf.com. So we have great guests every single week here on the uh, Stripe Show podcast coming off the CJ Cup. We've got a champion from the CJ Cup, the 2020 CJ Cup winner, and the 2021 Charles Schwab Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, two-time PGA Tour winner, Jason Kokrak. Jason, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, always fun uh, being on the show. Yeah, man. You know what? It's it's great to uh, it, it's great to have guys on and get a perspective because the perspective is so different no matter who you talk to on the PGA Tour every single week. And this week you played in the CJ Cup. I mean, let's be honest. First round did not go well. You didn't obviously did. You probably hated the first round. Yeah. And then you come back second, third, fourth rounds and played phenomenal. Yeah, I played solid. Uh, I think uh, my head was just not in uh, in the CJ Cup. Uh, from the fact that um, I, I didn't feel like I was really defending the CJ cup because it was not back at the, the course that I had won at. So a little different uh, being at the summit, but nonetheless, I had some uh, other uh, outstanding issues uh, weighing on uh, weighing on my person. So uh, nonetheless, uh, no excuses. I should have uh, played a little bit better, but uh, you know what? That's a golf course. If you hit it in the rocks, you can make some big numbers in a hurry. Yeah. You know what? So the golf course, it was, is there a reason it didn't go back where it was the year before when you did win? You know what? I, I don't know what the issues were with it, but the time of year uh, that the CJ Cup was um, this year was a little bit different. So the, the golf courses didn't have the, the amount of time they needed to, you know, to mature, to grow the grass they needed. Because out west, they, they closed down during the, the hottest part of the, part of the season, and then they have to actually reseed and get the grass growing again from there. So uh, it's a long process. A lot of the golf courses had just opened up uh, either that week or the a couple days prior to uh, the CJ Cup. I know Shadow Creek had just uh, they hadn't even opened yet, so there. Uh, so the the golf courses just uh, weren't ready uh, time of year and different things like that. So unfortunately, now back at uh, one of my favorites, Shadow Creek, but nonetheless, still uh, still fun uh, with the, all the attention and you know, the trophy and, uh, they had me writing in Korean over there. So it was, uh, it, it was an experience, but nonetheless, the CJ people are, uh, extraordinary. They're good for the game of golf. And, uh, you know, we're, that's what we're trying to do is grow the game of golf, not just here in the United States, but worldwide. Right. That makes sense. As this week, we're uh, going to go over to Japan, the Zozo championship, uh, that field, another stout <laughs> field. I think the Zozo kind of came, became a big event, kind of blew up when Tiger Woods won that event that year. If you remember, he started off with the, like one or two or three bogeys he started off, didn't play very well, and then went on an yeah. absolute tear and uh, got his got his 83rd victory. So that that event's kind of blown up. And like you said, it is taking golf over to Japan and, and bringing some really good players with it and kind of showing our sport off to the world. Yeah, without question. And not just our, the players on the uh, PGA Tour going over there. Uh, this, the, this past week, I got to play with uh, a couple Korean players, a couple Japanese players that, you know, they're coming along. They're young guys, but, um, you know, for them to be thrown in the mix with, you know, the likes of uh, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, the the guys that are playing on the PGA Tour, um, you know, they're showing their game off and uh, how it's coming. Let's talk about, you know, for example, the field this week was really, really good. I mean, it was great to see Rory win again. I know Rory had gone through a rough time. He said that 
before I think the Saturday night of the Ryder Cup, he was done with golf. He was not going to play anymore for the rest of the yeah. 2021 calendar year and then had a resurgence somewhat overnight, played well on Sunday. We saw the interview on Sunday where he was emotional and then said he really just was trying to be himself. And I mean, I, I know you're not Rory, but what exactly does that mean when he says he's trying too hard and he's just going to be himself? Well, I mean, uh, every tour golfer, uh, well, I got to play with Rory the first two rounds, so I got to see how he was hitting it that weekend, uh, hitting the driver. Amazing. He actually was probably, I think he led the, the field and strokes game putting this past week. So, uh, you know, anytime a, a guy with that ball striking prowess, uh, puts well, uh, he's going to win. But what he means is just, uh, you know, we're all striving to get better and better week in and week out, you know, uh, whether it's listening to a different swing coach or, uh, you know, a, a short game guy or listening to whatever it may be. I think he was just trying to get back to basics, free it up and, uh, you know, work on the stuff that he knows works for him instead of trying to change a few things to get maybe slightly better in, in a specific category. So I think he was just trying to free himself up, less swing thoughts and go out there and, and play golf the way he knows how to play golf. I mean, are there times, Jason, where you're out there, and you just have too many thoughts going through your head. You got a setup thought and a backswing thought and a transition and a downswing. I mean, are there times that it gets like that? Oh, without, without question. Anytime it goes uh, a little wayward on the golf course. I mean, uh, my coach Drew Steckel saw it this, this past week, you know, I've been uh, trying a few different drivers. I just haven't uh, found a good one since I cracked the face uh, of the one I was using uh, to win Charles Schwab. Other than that, um, you know, I was playing pretty good, but um, just, slightly off uh in the game of golf especially around a desert golf course could uh could definitely go a long way but nonetheless uh we'll get back to the basics and you know work on the same stuff that uh, drew and i've been working on for a couple years now so when you go out to play obviously it's different you've got to be you've got to swing freely you can't be standing there thinking about five different things while you're standing over a ball how many swing thoughts can you have in a round well i think you can have a lot of swing thoughts during the round but you have to limit them or compartmentalize and, and really kind of focus in on one or maybe two swing thoughts of, you know, maybe a position you're trying to get in on the backswing and then something you're trying to do on the downswing. Any more than that, you're really going to have a hard time to free up the golf swing and let, let the club go. I see a lot of amateur golfers trying to, you know, focus in on, you know, five, 10, <laughs> 12 different things. And I'm just, yeah. And, we're, and, and, and tour golfers are all notorious for doing it too. I mean, we do it just as much. Um, you know, we just have, you know, the, the muscle memory to do it over and over again. So, um, uh, the best uh, advice I can give anybody is just try to limit just try to focus in on one or two and, and go from there. I mean, all the other ones will fall into place. Uh, you know, Drew and I work on a lot of stuff, um, to, to kind of counteract mo more than just one thing, you know, one swing right. thought that is going to take care of multiple issues during the swing or, you know, something that he's trying to, uh, invoking me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been great to be honest, since hiring, uh, David, I told my, I told my guys, uh, a couple of years ago when I hired Drew, when I hired D Rob, uh, I said, Hey, you guys do the thinking I'll pull the trigger and we'll see how this thing goes. And, uh, the, the last three years been, uh, damn good. Yeah. I I'm definitely guilty. of like, here's on my phone. So I make notes on my phone. Those are swing <laughs> thoughts. Now, now sometimes I'll read those before I go to the golf course. Right. And, and they're yeah. all good. Like if, if, if I were to read you these, like they're good swing thoughts, but you yeah. cannot think about all these at one time. Okay. It starts no. out slow, good tempo and a wider backswing hands yeah. away from the head at the top face staying on spine angle on the way back, right. Hip turns back. Don't, don't sway 
consistent grip pressure. Uh, feel like you're turning left. Hands to the ball first. Don't cast wrist. Like all that stuff makes perfect all, sense. But you can't think info. about that over the ball. No, no, and, exactly. And I mean, I play a lot of golf with a couple of buddies here at Hudson or uh, Lake Forest, and I'll tell you what. Uh, I just try to tell them, I'm like, hey, focus in on one thing we're trying to work on. Don't. I could see them standing over the ball thinking about 10 different things. I'm like, Hey, just go with it. Get one swing thought, free it up and go. We can fix other stuff. As long as I could teach you guys what it means to, when you hit a certain shot one way, if you can learn from that shot and and go from there, I mean, it's, you know, it is technically an easy game, but you know, there, there's just, there's no shot that ends up being the same every time. Like the basketball hoops, always 10 feet. The tennis court's always the same size. The football field's always the same size. I mean, you know, the, the factors that come into the game of golf are uh, you know, endless. It is in every tournament you play, but that's also one thing I love about our sport. And I always tell people this when people say to me, why do you love golf so much? And I say, well, because like, I love football. I'm a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. And, but I, I can't go get Tom Brady to throw me a ball. It just doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> no. If you like basketball, I can't play against LeBron James, but yet if you love golf, you can go play on golf courses when the tour plays a public golf course. You can you can go back to the back and you can tee it up and you can play it exactly the way you guys play it. And you yeah. get a whole different appreciation for how much better the average, and I'm just saying the average tour player is than anybody you've ever played golf with in your life. Yeah. I mean, just the average guy on the PJ tour is going to be able to go and shoot you know, five, six, seven, eight under par at your local golf course. I mean, I play two golf courses here uh, in Ohio that are short by PGA tour standards. And when the greens are slow, I could throw darts all day long and I don't have to worry about putting it three or four feet by. And you know, the guys I'm playing with get a downhill putt and they're like, is this going to be fast? I'm like, guys, if you guys can't two putt this from 10 feet down the hill, then we've got it. We've got some bigger issues than we need to talk about off the golf course. So, but Hey, Nonetheless, uh, the, the one big thing, um, you know, I got, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that uh, gets a bad attitude every once in a while, but you got to go out and have some fun on the golf course. I mean, I have a blast playing with uh, my buddies around here, but going out and competing against the, uh, the game's best, it, it does drive you nuts, but you still have to go out there and have a little bit of fun with the guys that you're around. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the name. It is a game at, at the end of the day. I mean, you hear LeBron James talk about it. He loves the game of basketball. He loves playing. And, uh, you know, I want to do this for a couple more years, but I also, you know, have uh, other things I, I need to worry about in my life right now. Well, you know, you won after your 233rd start. That was in October at the 2020 CJ Cup. And then yeah. just a few months later in May, you win again. And that second win was, I mean, that was a damn good win. You had Jordan Spieth kind of in his home back, kind of in his backyard. An event yeah. he had won before that I think most people thought he would win again. And Jordan was kind of visiting that resurgence that he had. And you won again. How hard is it to win on the PGA Tour? Well, I mean, uh, I am a 10-year veteran on the, the PGA Tour, and I had never won a PGA Tour event. So, um, you know, a lot of guys would come up to me, Tiger, you know, it, you name it. It's like, you know, it was about time you, you, you finally got your win. So uh, to win the events that I did is, uh, you know, huge for me, huge for my confidence. I mean, uh, you know, I won a limited field event. And then winning a Colonial to get my name on that board is uh, is huge, especially winning against the guys that I beat, uh, both Ryder Cuppers, uh, both President President Cup players. Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, I know I'm I'm working in the right direction. Um, always been kind of a slow learner, but once I do learn, 
uh, how to win it, uh, you know, the, the floodgates are open. So a um, little off the game right now, but uh, down the road, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely trending. But to get my win against Jordan in his home state with, uh, I will say, some fiery fans. Uh, I had a couple guys walking outside the ropes, and they said these guys were brutal towards you. I was like, I heard some of it. I didn't hear all of it. But nonetheless, keep your head down. Let the, let the tournament come to you, and let, uh, let your game speak for itself. I mean, he's an, an unbelievable player. Neither one of us had our A games, but uh, – we separated ourselves from the field and, yeah. you know, we, uh, we had a nice duel coming down the stretch. I know it wasn't easy, but was it easier to win your second time than it was to win your first time? Um, you know, the first time uh, wasn't easy, but playing out in Las Vegas, the ball doesn't move or curve as much. Uh, I knew the golf course better than anybody else on that, uh, you know, that was playing that tournament that week. So, and my game was uh, as sharp as it's ever been. I was putting lights out, driving the ball well, hitting the, hitting the ball where I wanted to. So I feel like my game was in a lot better shape. And uh, I almost felt like I was on cruise control during the CJ Cup. But, um, you know, it, nonetheless, I mean, um, Colonial is a hard golf course, especially for a, a longer hitter like myself. Um, a lot of guys don't really necessarily hit it long and play well there. So uh, that week I drove it unbelievable. Didn't hit the iron, so I wasn't quite as sharp uh, with the irons. But uh, you know, I, I got it done when the when the time that when it, when it needed to happen. I made a few putts down the stretch, leaking a little bit of oil coming. Uh, what 15, 16, made a nice putt on seventeen, and then yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, my life uh, got a little easier on eighteen. But uh, nonetheless, I drove it uh, great that week. And when I drive the drive it in the fairway on a short golf course, I got a lot of wedges, got a lot of opportunities. Yeah, now when you win that tournament, every tournament's got its own little thing. Like when you win the CJ Cup, you get the, yeah, I saw you get the black plaque. Rory got it this week. You've got one as well. But yeah. when you win Colonial, you get a jacket, you get your plaid jacket, and you also got the power wagon. So my question yeah. is, and be honest, have you worn the plaid jacket anywhere since that Sunday when you put it on? <laughs> well, that Sunday, I have to admit that I didn't wear my jacket. I wore Phil's jacket. Really? Uh, during the during the ceremony, yeah. I looked inside, I, you know, I go like this and look in, in the pocket, it says Phil Mickelson on it. So uh, I wore Phil's jacket. I don't know where the, my jacket is. I think it's still being made or they're leaving it in my locker there at Colonial. So <laughs> nonetheless, it's kind of one of those things. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait to actually put the plaid jacket on, ride in the power wagon, go to dinner in it. So, you know, that'll that'll come full circle. But the power wagon is... Uh, as good as it was uh, when it was standing on the 10th tee there at Colonial, it's in my garage, and I drive the hell out of it. Oh, you do? So you actually have to take that home and you drive it? Oh, yeah. It's in my garage. I take it every – I took it to the golf course a couple weeks ago before I left for Vegas, and I drive it. I, I think it's fun. It's loud. I wake the neighborhood up, and, you know, <laughs> it's, That's a, it's a cool – It's a cool – a lot of people ask me, like, do you get to keep that for life? I was like, yeah. They uh they gave Kevin Naw when he won he got a seventy three Charger I believe uh, oh. during COVID they didn't build one uh, so I think Daniel Berger I finished third to Daniel Berger I had a putt on eighteen to tie to go into that playoff but I'll tell you what they the no uh no car that week but uh I I I saw that power wagon at the beginning of the week on Tuesday Tuesday Wednesday and I said yep I I want that truck so you know you dangle a good enough carrot in front of me you know, I'll be I, I'm like one of those racehorses and you know, we'll, we'll get out and get after it. So how'd you get uh, it more, from uh, colonial back to Ohio? Did you drive it or did they, or did they handle that for you? 
I should have just jumped in there with all my stuff and driven it home and enjoyed every minute of it. But exactly. you know, that's it, it. The gas mileage is not great on that thing. So <laughs> they, uh, they put it on a trailer It actually beat me home. To be honest, I, uh, I went to wow. Charlotte for a couple of days to enjoy, uh, my wife and I, we went uh, there to see some friends, uh, for two days. And then, uh, actually the truck was delivered and my father-in-law got to put it in the garage and he took, had to take the weather stripping off of my garage to fit it in. So it fits, it fits in my garage, but not by more than about a, a half an inch. Wow. That's amazing. You know, you said that you, you are a long hitter and we know that you've, you've been a long hitter since the day you came on tour and it's weird. Your name sounds like you hit the ball a full, like you hit the ball a long ways. Jason Kokrak. That doesn't sound like a guy that hits it short. No. And and distance has been a very large part of golf lately. Some people don't like the distance. Some people think we're hitting it too far. There's no amateur, myself included, that thinks we hit it too far. But I know that people yeah. are complaining. Is distance something that you focused on always, or is it something that's just kind of come natural to you? To be honest, uh, my dad, when I was a kid, sent me to a guy, a local guy around here. He was uh, the head pro at my home club for a while, named Dennis Miller, not the comedian. But uh, he, uh, he actually uh, got into the U.S. Open. He qualified at Scioto a couple of years ago, and he made a putt on 18. It was on ESPN, and it was fun for me to, to see him get into that tournament. But uh, he sent me to him. When I was a kid, I was uh, undersized. I was only five foot four going into high school, so I was I was a smaller guy. Didn't hit it very far, but I had a big growth spurt. And he sent me to him and kind of showed me a few things and uh, you know just ways to get a little bit more distance. And uh, once I got a little bit taller, and uh, you know I started hitting the ball further and further. And then once I got uh, you know a little bit of weight on me in uh, in college, I really started to hit it far. So um, it kind of came natural after going to see him. And once I got bigger, but um, you know, it's one of those things, it's really hard to teach speed, uh, but you can fix uh, direction. So I always had the hand speed and, you know, the eye hand coordination. But once I got six foot to six four, you know, that makes hitting the ball far a lot easier. So I see a lot of these guys, smaller guys swinging out of their shoes, leaving the ground when they're, when they're, uh, you know, swinging to hit it far. And, you know, that's all well and good. But how, you know, on your body, you got to be, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. Uh, and for me, I don't, I don't, ex, uh, you know, exceed, you know, 70, 80%. So it's kind of one of those things I just go out there and, uh, I, you know, when I'm freed up swinging, well, I can hit the ball, you know, with anybody. I think Bryson has, uh, done some stuff, uh, recently that is, you know, pretty impressive, but what's that going to do to your body down the road? I know he's working out a bunch, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, your body ends up breaking down. After a while, we saw it in Tiger Woods. We saw it in a, you know a couple other guys. But you know, swinging within yourself and being able to hit it far is uh, you know is a big thing for me. You know, you bring up a good point there. You kind of glossed over it. You said that when you go out and swing, you're like 80 percent. Is that what yeah. most tour guys are? When you're standing on a tee box, you don't have to kill it. You want to put it in the fairway. It is yeah. at any time, even in an iron swing. Are you swinging 80 percent most of the time? Uh, I would say 70, 80% most of the time. Uh, if there's a bunker out there, maybe, maybe push it. The very few of us ever get to hundred percent, you know, we're all trying to hit it, you know, a distance, you know, we're all trying to hit like wedges, a, you know, a certain distance, uh, eight, nine iron, five iron, a certain distance drivers a little different, you know, you know, you have to pick, you have to relearn golf courses. And if you're hitting it, like with Bryson, he used to hit it this far. And now that he's hitting at 340, 360, 370 in the air, he's got a, you know, realign his, you know, his mentals to, to 
play a golf course the way he's going to play a golf course now. So, you know, for me, I know how far I hit it in a practice round. And then I know how far I hit it during a tournament. So, um, as I said earlier, like when I'm free up swinging, well, um, I hit it as far as anybody out there on tour, I keep it up, you know, with most of the guys, I mean, Cameron champ is in a different ballpark. Finau can get into that ballpark if he chooses, but you know, he Finau can get it into the 200 mile an hour ball speed, but you know, what's that going to do to his body down the road? And, you know, you have to hit it straight. You know, if you, if you hit it 360 crooked, I'd rather hit it 320 in the fairway. So uh, that's just the way I look at things. And, you know, I, I can definitely keep it up there, but um, playing well on the PJ tour is you have to hit it straight. Length is, is definitely a plus, but it's not a necessity. I mean, you look at the likes of, you know, some of the shorter guys on tour, Kevin Na is always notoriously one of the, the shorter guys on tour, but also he's kept his card and won, I don't know, five, six, seven times on the PJ tour. And he, he hits it 265, 270 in the air. So, you know, putting is a big thing, but you got to play from the fairway on this tour or you're really going to struggle unless, the, but as of late, um, I would say distance is a huge thing because the PGA tour is not setting up golf courses hard anymore. They're not picking hard golf courses. You know, they keep putting all these, you know, picking these golf courses or putting new tournaments in play, but there's off green with slow greens and, you know, not really get in trouble. Um, last year when I won at shadow was not the case. The greens were super firm. Fairways were kind of soft. They weren't firm, but you know, if you got it out of position, you, you really didn't have a, you know, an option besides to hit it to 20, 25 feet and try to get it down from there. So, um, I think the, the PGA tours, uh, they need to, to step it up a notch and either pick harder golf courses or choose golf courses that when they get a new event, you know, I, we, they gave away the tournament at Firestone here. And I think uh, if you ask, 90% of the, the PGA tour, that's going to be in the top, top three or four golf courses that they play all year round. And they haven't even thought about bringing a, a tournament back to that golf course. So we're always picking courses on the West coast. Uh, you know, this time of year, Firestone's probably the best golf course on the planet. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case today, is your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Rangefinder is amazing and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple weeks now and I was blown away with the quality. It has a slope technology, pin locked vibration technology. So you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour lever accuracy. And best of all, it is powered by a USB charge. So you can forget about those little batteries. Every other range finder makes you buy one 45 minute charge lasts you 50 plus rounds. I love it. Our friends over at pin golf are hooking up all of our listeners with $25 off and free shipping. When you use code stripe show, that's code stripe show. I'm telling you, for $175, you simply cannot beat the Ace Rangefinder. Head out over to pingolf.com and get yourself the Ace and get dialed in. Wow. Do you like a drivable par four? Do you like, or Love do it. you like, so, so, so I feel like we're seeing more and more. There's almost like one a week now where you get one that's risk yeah. reward. And yeah. I like to see more of those. I like to see them when they're, I, I guess you can't really can't change where it falls on the golf course, but I like when they fall like 14, 15, 16, somewhere near the yeah. end, because it's obviously going to yeah. determine the tournament coming down uh, on Sunday. But uh, do most tour players like to have a drivable par four somewhere on the golf course? Well, my view on that is uh, I think it, it, it's, it brings more fans into a, a drivable par four. 
they love sitting there and watching drivers come in or three woods or whatever it may be. I mean, mm -hmm. one of the toughest par fours on the planet right now is 10 at Riviera, which is a drivable par four. It's not, I mean, it's only three, I mean, 375 to the front edge or 275 to the front edge. It's not a far hole. And if you think about it, you know, the, the year I finished second, uh, I laid it up all four rounds and I'm a bomber. I could hit three wood in the middle of that green all day long. But wow. if you get it in the wrong spot, you are going to make a bogey. And right. a bogey, especially if you miss it left, worse. you miss the left under or those worse. trees, you're done. Yeah, or in those bunkers. Over the years, those bunkers with all that sand being splashed out, the green has become not so much concave that it's been convex. It's more of a, you know, it's a tabletop on uh, right. on the green. It's it, it's become the you know either side used to, you know, really if you hit a good bunker shot, it would stay like on the fringe near the bunker, but it wouldn't fall down. And now that it falls down into the bunker every time and it's become harder and harder over the years. But nonetheless, I think it's great uh, to have a little bit of, um, you know, fire in a golf course uh, to have a drivable par four, a gettable par five and, you know, a, a tough par four to finish. And I think a lot of the PGA Tour golf courses, you know, it's fun for us to play a short par three, a long par three and then kind of two in the middle. Now, some golf courses, they're all 200 plus, 210 right. plus, And it's just like, all right, this is a tough par three. Let's hit it in the middle of the green and, you know, get away from here. You know, you'll, you'll see more fireworks on a shorter par three making twos and fours instead of a longer one. And everybody hits it in the middle of the green. So how do you, in, in your opinion, how do you think they should set up these golf courses? What's the thing to do? Is it to, to kind of grow the rough in and make fairways a premium? Yeah. No, longer rough, firmer greens, faster greens. You know, I know certain weeks don't, uh, don't necessarily bode well because of weather or what, what, what have you. But overall, the golf courses are, are have been set up pretty easy. Uh, you, you know, when's the last time you saw, you know, a single digit win, win a golf tournament on the PGA Tour? Right. You know, you don't it's see that major, now. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not a major, but, uh, you know, we're, we're the best in the world. We, we deserve to be tested a little bit better than, you know, these golf courses that anybody could win on because it's, you know, hit the fairway and then it, it becomes a putting contest and 20, 22, 25, 26, you know, 28 under par, you know, it, once a year that that should happen, you should get it in the mid twenties uh, in my personal opinion. But if you can't get these golf courses any harder, they, you know, the, the, you know, the, they're going to start talking about rolling the game back. You know, we, we can go to a golf course that has firm, fast, long, rough. I mean, you know, and anybody, not anybody can win. You have to be at the top of your game to, to win at these golf courses. And I just think, um, you know, we're, we're, the PGA Tour is not doing that. And or they're just settling for um, a golf course that they can host a golf tournament at. I think the, the one thing that I, I have a hard time with, it's okay to have a week off. You know, we're diluting the game of golf. I mean, you see, like, once when football takes an offseason, everybody freaks out. And then when it comes back, everybody goes nuts. So, you know, that that's one thing the tour has kind of lost. It's like week in and week out. We have December off, but, like, you know, they have the shark shootout during the during December. But other than that, there's nothing. But then once the, you know, the tour starts back up, it's a never-ending season. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you're exactly right. It could stand to be sometimes – leave people wanting a little bit more instead of just giving them too much of what, you know, too much of what they already want. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's just my personal view. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I, if you ask me a question, you're going to get an answer for no, it. And uh, that's exactly why I wanted you on the show. Cause that's exactly yeah. what I want. I want somebody with an opinion, not like, yeah, everything's great. I love everything the tour does. And it's the greatest thing ever. That's not what we want. 
competition is good for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, have you thought about at all? And obviously this was the next question that I had. Have you thought about at all this premier golf league? Is that something that, that in your mind, you, do, do you see that as a possibility? Um, I see it as a possibility, um, depending on, you know, the amount of events, the longevity, uh, the amount of money we're, you know, either guaranteed or, and, or playing for, um, you know, the tour, it, you know, that it's, I think it's good for the tour because they're creating a little bit of a buzz, a little bit of, as I said, competition. And, uh, you'll see, you're seeing more and more purses go up in money. You're seeing more and more, you know, the PIP thing was, I think, an absolute joke. And you knew which guys were going to get the money. It's a high school popularity contest. And that's not what the PGA Tour is about. And if they want to do that kind of stuff, you know, I, I'm i going to just say whatever and, and go with it. They've got plenty of money to do other things in a better fashion. And uh, But at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're out there to play some, play some golf and uh, have a little bit of fun. And I'm going to enjoy my, enjoy my time on the PGA Tour. But I definitely think the the Premier League could be could be in play. I'd love to I'd love to see some competition, some uh, some different stuff out on the PGA Tour instead of uh, you know quote unquote the rat race that uh, the never ending season. I mean, last year was a little different with COVID and everything else that happened. Uh, I feel like the the season is just it's long. It's you know if you don't play, you're behind the eight ball. But you, I think you see you're seeing more and more players take their time off when they need the time off. Well, you know, two two things we've seen changes. I know you said you're not a fan of the of the PIP, and, and I'm not sure if the Bryson Brooks deal we dealt with pretty much most of the year last year, if that was driven by PIP. I don't think there's really any way to know. Uh, I don't think there's any real way to know the the PIP. I'm sure they both took it and, and ran with it. I you know I don't think either one of them had that big of a problem with uh, with each other. You know, if you do have a problem, I, you know, I'm an, I'm a Midwesterner guy, Northeastern Ohio. If you got a problem with me, if you want to take it to me, I'll, I'll no, no problem. But, you know, the social media, the little jabs here and there, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're both fully grown adults. If they need to have a conversation, they would have a conversation either in the locker room or on the putting green where nobody else could hear and, and get it, you know, over and done with. But with the PIP, I think they, they both were able to take it and uh, use it for, for their own benefit, which I have no problem with. And uh, I thought it was, it was fun to listen to here and there. My favorite part of the PIP is that a guy that didn't hit a shot looks like he's going to win it all, which is exactly yeah. what we thought was going to happen before it even started. Tiger Woods everybody, is the needle. <laughs> yeah, he is the needle. And everybody says he's the needle, which he is. I mean, he is the the driving force that, you know, grew the game so much. I mean, we owe Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Gary player, those guys uh, back in the day of driving the PJ tour to what it is. And then the amount of money we're playing for now is, you know, thanks to Tiger Woods, he brought, you know, he brought a, you know, a whole different generation to, to this sport and drove the, the ratings through the roof. And anytime he shows up to a tournament or even talks about showing up to a tournament and, you know, drives ratings up, he is the needle, and I hope and I pray all all the time that there's nothing better for the game of golf than to have Tiger Woods back and or either be at a tournament playing, coaching, doing whatever he wants to do. But hopefully we can, we can get him back as soon as possible. But, you know, if the accident that he had, if there's anybody that could come back from something like that, it would be him. Yeah, I agree 100%. I would love to have him back, but at the same time, the most important thing is that he can walk. He can be a father to, to Charlie, uh, Sam yep. and, and Alexa. I mean, th- those are the most important things. However, 
I would love to see him back on the golf course again. And if there is anybody that can do it, um, I'll never count him out because he's been counted out before. And you always see that uh, he tends to always find a way to figure it out. And I think that will happen again. I'd love to see him back, but there's a lot of changes going on. I saw now that if you play so many events, the tour will reward you with an extra bonus, but don't you have to play that many events almost anyways to keep your card to be, you know, yeah, without a doubt, you've got to play those that many events. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things. Um, I've been talking to a couple of the the PGA Tour officials, uh, not rules officials, but you know the the higher ups with the PGA Tour. I said, you know, you see so many of these rookies because I was in that spot, um, you know, eleven short years ago uh, as a rookie and going out there and playing, you know, your ass off and playing. 15 to 20 events but like you know you have an off year you're playing against the best players in the world you're playing golf courses you've never seen before you're you're learning three golf courses for a certain event you're learning two at Torrey Pines uh you know it's it's not easy and you see these guys go out there and maybe make 15 20 50 grand for the year it's it takes a lot more money than that we we have sponsors, but those sponsors uh, as as a rookie contract it, are not enough to, you know, uh, supersede the amount of money that you're going to use in travel and other expenses, uh, you know, right. caddy, whatever, what have you. So, uh, I think the tour, if if you make the PGA tour, you should not lose money for that year, and I think that's a a, a start for the PGA tour to if you play 15 events to give the 50 grand, but. Um, I, I think it needs to be more than that. I think it, 150 to 200 would be uh, a fair number. If you play that many events as a rookie and or a, a player, you should get that money because you should not have to play. Any other sport has an owner. And if the PGA Tour wants to tell us what to do, they need to start paying us as such. And then they could start telling us to play these pro-ams or you know, do this or do that. Um, I, I think, uh, but the, the greater note is a, is a rookie don't lose you should not lose money by earning the highest uh level of card uh for our sport you know outside of winning a major and stuff like that you have you've gotten to the epitome the best tour on 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 the planet and you shouldn't you shouldn't have to lose money doing so are you better off as a rookie jason to sometimes pick some of the whether it's i mean obviously if you qualify for a b field if you don't get in there's an alternate field it's probably yeah a little bit better chance for you to make some money that week but are you better off to choose some of the fall series events and some of these other events where it's not, you know, number one, number two, number three, number four are all playing and you got a better chance. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, but uh, those rookies really don't have an option. Uh, you know, depending on where you're at on that list um, you play whenever you, you get into a tournament. You know, I had a guy text me, thanks for withdrawing from the Zozo. So he get a, he gets another start. He gets a, you know, a, a limited field, uh, no cut event, which is huge for, for rookies. They can go out there and play four straight rounds and, you know, play, play their ability. I mean, if you, you go to a tournament and you miss the cut, you make zero, but you're shelling out all the airline tickets, all your, your room and board food caddy. I mean, you're losing five to five to 10 grand for the week by missing a cut. So, um, you know, I, the, but the, for, for rookies, I, I, I tell them all like, don't wear yourself out trying to learn these golf courses. They're still golf courses. Go out there, be ready to play and uh, enjoy yourself because, you know, you've made it here, but you know, go out there, but don't, don't wear yourself out on the driving range. Right. As far as rule changes go, I know last week they said that they're going to change the driver ruling to 46 inches is, is no longer allowed. The driver that you play is at 46 inches. 
Uh, no, it's uh, it's about uh, barely 45 inches to the end of the grip. I think it's 44 and 5 eighths cut, and then the end of the grip will make it a 45-inch uh, golf club. Um, I I don't see why they're they're rolling back the driver. I uh, you know if Phil wants to you know Phil was never a guy that hit it super straight to begin with, but if he wants to try to hit a 47-inch uh, a driver far and straight and you know more power to him i tried to hit a 47 inch driver it's not easy it takes a, a large adjustment period to to learn how to swing a golf club like that uh, you know your lines are different um the the ball flight's going to be different you might not like i hit a draw but i hit a fade with a longer golf club so uh you know a big uh, i think it's a big difference and i don't think that's necessarily going to help the game of golf everybody wants to see us hit it far and hitting it like watching watching bryson is awesome you know, I sit, I sit and uh, antagonize them on the range. I'm like, you can't hit it this far. You can't do this. And, you know, we'll have a little, uh, you know, friendly match out there. Not like I'm hitting any shots, but uh, just antagonizing them a little bit. But I, I just don't, I think it's just, uh, you know, the, the rule changes as of late have been, you know, quick. And the process is, you know, I, we want stuff done on the PGA Tour a little bit faster than it has been in the past. But, you know, rolling back the, 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 the driver was, you know, like kind of a quick thing. I feel like all these, uh, all these different rule changes have been almost too quick and just like, uh, you know, who, uh, as a vote and I don't know where it's coming from, but then again, I'm not, I'm not paid to make any, uh, make any decisions. I'm paid to hit the ball. So uh, no, I agree with you. I mean, if you, if you watched Bay Hill this year, what did every, everybody in the world was talking about what at Bay Hill at Bryson driving number ball. six. Yeah, but he didn't even drive number six. He hit right. it over the water, but he did not hit it on the green. Correct. Which is but damn every, impossible. But everybody watched it, and that it yeah. drew so many eyes. I mean, my wife is not a huge golf fanatic, but yet she even thought that was fun to watch. It was cool. It was great. It's putting eyes on our sport that maybe we haven't had in the past, and I don't know why we would try to put a rule in play that could possibly take those eyes off of our sport and give them somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, uh, the 46 and I mean, I think maybe 47, but like, uh, you know, the, the, the long drivers used what 48 to 50, maybe 52 used to be the number, but, um, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever use a longer driver, maybe for a, like a fun golf outing, you know, I'll, I'll break out the driver that I have at 47 inches, but like, I, I feel like I could swing a shorter one faster than I can a longer one. Just because I, you'll have more control with it. So it's a, yeah, and you know that's yeah. the name of the game. But I've never had a problem since I've been out on tour uh, of length. So I always want to hit the ball straight. So if I want to hit right. the ball farther, I just swing harder. You know, I use a little bit, another five or ten percent in that seventy to eighty percent range. You know, I've always got a little bit extra in the tank. But you know, it, that part of the game or that that decision doesn't affect me. Just like uh, the the belly putter, the anchoring thing doesn't really affect me. So, uh, you know, and my decision is, you know, whatever you guys think is is the best, that's fine. But that do, that doesn't really affect me. So I'm going to continue to do what uh, I do and, uh, you know, go from there. Well, Bryson's distance obviously turned some heads when he came out and just started just bashing it all over the place. Yeah. And, and, and Rory admitted that he had tried to make some speed gains and had had a detrimental effect on other parts of his game. Does Bryson's distance, has it ever made you want to hit it further or are you happy with where your game is and you just doing your own thing? I mean, I, I'm sure, uh, I, yeah, I'm the first one to believe in myself. I can get in the gym and I can hit it as far as Bryson if I, if I chose to, but you know, I, I'm looking at, 
myself and I hit it three, three Oh five to three twenty in the air, depending on, you know, the hole or the swing or whatever. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, is like if Bryson ever optimizes the, the swing speed that he's achieving and able to, you know, bring down the spin, which is, it's damn near impossible to, to do at his speed, uh, and still, you know, use equipment that's legal by PJ tour standards. You know, he's, he hasn't optimized his length yet. He's I'm swinging at 121 with 181 or two mile an hour ball speed. And he's swinging at, you know, 130 something and, you know, getting into the one nineties, but then he has to swing even harder to, to get it into the two hundreds. And, but like, if I had, if I swing at 130 and swing the same way I do now, my, my ball speed would be in the mid one nineties. So, um, Nonetheless, I'd like to hit it a little bit farther, but I think uh, finding the right driver to hit it straight to get a little confidence to free you up to is is the is the main key for me to hit it to hitting it a little bit further. Right. There's been some talk of betting, like betting on the golf course almost. Like it seems like there'll be like betting stations at a PGA Tour event. Where do you stand on this? What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I got this question a, a couple times last week cause I wear MGM resorts or bet MGM on the, the front of my hat. Uh, I think it's, it's great for, for our sport. It brings a, a separate fan, uh, to our sport. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a driving force behind the game of golf. That's that it's only going to grow the game. Um, yeah, we signed an affidavit at the beginning of the year that we're not going to leak out, uh, information on any certain player or, you know, a circumstance or, you know, whatever, you know, like I have friends of mine, they're like, Hey, can you uh, help me out with, you know, whatever, who, who's playing well, can you help me pick my lineup? I'm like, man, we're not supposed to do that. And at the end of the day, I mean, people that yell out, uh, you, I picked you in my fantasy. I'm like, well, my life is not a fantasy. This is my job. This is what I'm doing. You, your fantasy could be your fantasy and that <laughs> I'd love I love it when they, they get all rowdy out there, but you know, it's, right. you know, the, yeah, getting worn out on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is after a, you know, a poor round is not exactly what I want to hear after, after the round. If you have something to tell me, uh, you can tell it to my face. Or if you want to, you know, tell me that your fantasy league, uh, you know, went down the drain, uh, you know, in person, I'd be more than happy to listen to you in person, but I do not tweet me or send me a, a message that uh, I'm a dog and you, you're a piece of, you know what for, right. you know, playing like crap. Yeah. You think I wanted to play like crap? No. Yeah. But, keyboard you know, cowboys. Yeah. The keyboard yeah. cowboys are always out in full effect, man. Yeah. I'm not a keyboard cowboy. And, uh, I, I'm more of just, if you got a problem with me, talk, tell me to my face and we can figure it out from there. Yeah. I mean, the gambling thing is just weird. Like I, I can, it, it adds a nice aspect. I can see it. Great. Uh, for example, yeah. where I am here, right around the corner from TPC Sawgrass, yeah. I could see it great as you gambling on, is a guy going to hit it in the, in the water, hit it on the green on 17. Yeah. But then you get into, guy puts down a lot of money, gets somebody to yell in the backswing. Like, I, I, I feel like there's some pitfalls and some sticky situations that could arise. No, no, no question. I talked to a few guys uh, in the, in the last couple of weeks. And even before that, that, you know, you know, cracking a beer in your, in your backswing when you're right near the ropes or, you know, having your phone go off or yeah. screaming in somebody's backswing, you know, that's all part of, you know, the game of golf. But I'll tell you what, the, since the betting, I think it's happening more and more. And, you know, if the individual bets, I think, are the thing that's going to be tricky. You know, people are betting a lot of money and it's their livelihood that they're putting on the line. And we're playing golf for our livelihood. 
And when the two meet, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to go one way or the other. I think right now it's good for the game, but if you see that more and more, you've see, seen it to her say, if you say anything or, you know, cracking down on people and yelling, whatever they're yelling. Um, you know, I just yeah. don't think uh, that's part of the game, but if you're going to bet, bet, if, if you don't try to influence that bet after, after the right. fact, and, and I 100%. think that's, and I think that's one, one thing that people can do on the PGA tour is influence uh, a certain bet. If you, you're betting on football, you know, it's loud everywhere. Those football right. players can't, they can't hear anything. So uh, it's a little different with, uh, with our sport and, and, or maybe even tennis, but I mean, if you're yelling at a tennis match, you're getting probably kicked out pretty quick. Right. right, exactly. I agree with that. You know, Jason, you've been great, man. Uh, but before we're done, we always do this. We're going to play an emergency nine real quick. I'm going to ask you nine questions. And Shoot. you just give me the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Oh, boy. All right, here we go. First one, Amazon or go to the store and go shopping? Go to the store. Really? Yeah, my wife would say the exact opposite. And I use Amazon all the time. But I mean, people are getting lazy. Go to the store, walk it out, get the stuff you need, and go home. It's part of life. The, don't sit, don't sit your ass at home and Amazon everything. Go out, drive your car. I don't care if it's electric or not. Go somewhere and do something. I feel seen. I feel attacked. I'm guilty of the same thing. Yeah. All right, here we go. I do it. <laughs> I do too. Your favorite player to play a pro am with. Ooh, favorite player to play a pro-am with. I've had so many good ones as of late. I made a lot of friends. Uh, I, I got a couple buddies that uh, are hockey players. Got a couple buddies that are football players, baseball players. Um, I want a group that goes out there and has fun. The one that I get all the time is, hey, I'd really like to win this event this year. That's like a telltale sign. I, I am not going to have a good day. I got to read every putt. I'm going to grind. Whatever. Yeah. I want to go out there and have a little bit of fun, meet you guys, network a little bit. That That's the name of the game. Like, tell you why your swing that. sucks. Tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> like, all that's good. The whole uh, playing lesson for six hours. Right, exactly. What's on Jason Kokrak's master's dinner menu? Ooh, master's dinner menu. We're doing uh, ribeye, two-inch oh. cut, monster cowboy ribeye, bone in, bone out, doesn't matter. Uh, definitely doing a potato, Brussels sprouts, uh, salad to begin with. I'm not a big dessert guy. I'd rather just have more of my own meal. So that'll, that'll be a good, good one. Uh, we'll definitely have a glass of bourbon and uh, definitely a glass of uh, good California cab with dinner. Damn. I can't wait. Damn, I'm going to break into that meal. That sounds good. Uh, no, you can come to my house. You can come to my house tonight. We're probably going to have the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music are you playing on the golf course? Um, listen to pretty much everything. I don't listen to the hardcore metal and I don't listen to a ton of country, but, more and more, a little bit more country than I ever used to, but uh, I listen to a, a plethora of stuff, uh, uh, of uh, hip hop, R and B, a lot of rock, a lot of pretty much anything. Uh, you know, right. just something that has a good rhythm to it, and uh, I can listen to it and drown out some of the uh, the the crazy fans. What uh, Netflix, Apple? What are you watching right now? What are you streaming? You know what? I started. Uh, I, I I know I'm late to the game. I just started Ted Lasso. So. Oh my god! My son just started it. He loves it. I haven't watched any of it yet, but everybody says it is amazing. It's, it is really funny. So like I, everybody was talking about be a goldfish. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? So I finally watched that episode, and it is to be a goldfish. It's short term memory, and that's a that's a great one. So that that's what I'd like to. I need to get back into that. But I, you know, a couple shows here and there. But that's the one I'm watching right now. After a round, beer, booze, or wine. Ooh, uh, hot day beer, beer, bush, okay. bush, bush light, not to give bush light a, 
a bump, but hey, that's what I got in my fridge. That's right. You're on the road. Wake up early. Head to the Starbucks or Hotel Coffee does it for you. Uh, I really wish I didn't have to go to the hotel. I'd love to see Starbucks, but you know what? I just don't, sometimes you just don't have time. I, in Vegas last week, the lines at Starbucks were 60 people deep. And I just said, awesome. you know what? I'll get a coffee at the course. So, exactly. uh, yeah, Any, just, anything will suffice. Your social media of choice, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or are you in the TikTok challenge? Uh, I am definitely not a TikToker. <laughs> my, my wife's trying to, trying to get me to download it. I'm not going to be dancing. No. If my kids want me to do TikTok, I'll be my giant ass would be dancing all over the place for them. But uh, right now, I I, I, ser- I search the internet, I, Instagram a little bit, Twitter a little bit. But uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm not a TikToker as of yet. All right, our night hole. What three words best describe your golf game right now? Uh, roll in the ro- roll, uh, bomb and solid. Solid. I like that. Those are three good words. That's good. That means we got some good things coming. Where can we see Jason Kokrak play next? What's coming up? Uh, I've got a couple weeks off. I uh, actually am. T- I was going to play Mayakoba down in Mexico, but uh, I got word uh, a couple weeks ago, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, I am being inducted into uh, my local uh, hometown hall of sports hall of fame. So nice. Congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah, so I uh, I'm going to take that week off, uh, and then I'm going to play Houston and RSM. Uh, but I'm only going to play RSM if uh, if the weather's going to be nice, and then uh, I'm definitely going to play Shark Shootout. Nice. Well, congratulations, man. Congrats on your two victories. Hopefully, we'll see more this year. Appreciate your your candidness and honestness, man. Great stuff out of you, and good luck moving forward. I appreciate it. You too, and uh, thanks for having me. You got it, man. Thank you so much. We'll uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another Froggy Wednesday on the Stripe Show podcast. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest gold-rated elixir and low compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. 